Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. All right. Um, so, so much better. Um, so yeah, like I mean, see, God's going to show up in this place. Why? Because, because we're actually not afraid to follow Him around. So why does God show up certain places and, and more than others? I don't really know the answer to that. I'm not going to put them in some box, but we, we've just decided that we're going after God. And if people want to go after him with us, we're stoked for that. We're going after colleges, Vanguard University. We're after Costa Mesa. Like we're, <laughs> we're just, we're so excited about God impacting the whole, um, the whole city, the whole region. And I, I personally believe that the way we've been doing it may not be working. Um, I just, I just feel like God wants to, I feel like we just want to tap into what God wants to do. And so we're just trying to say yes a lot. Okay. So when you do that, like God shows up, people get healed, saved and delivered. And, um, we're not going to apologize for that, but as a, as kind of a loving heart pastoral person that I am, I want to give people a place of like structure, safety, so that they know what to do when say like my wife is laughing up front. I love it. And so just, I just want you guys to know, like, like what really helped me when I started seeing some of the, the gifts manifest in places um, is someone once told me this, because I said, I said, man, but, but that's totally not God. Like, that can't be God. Like, that's totally the flesh. And they said this to me, and I'll never forget it. I always share this with people. As, I, as they said, Jesse, what if, what if that whether someone fell down or shook or is yelling or laughing, who knows what happens. God, God does some fun stuff that we don't understand. But they said, Jesse, what if that was, was 10% the Holy Spirit? Just 10%. What if it was 15% God and, and 85% the flesh or whatever you want to call that? What if it was just 10%, Jesse? What, what do you think about that? And I'm thinking to myself, well, that was 10% more than he had. That was 15% more than we had a minute ago. Did you get it? Come on, guys. This is, it's so simple. But when you think about that way, you start to give grace. You start to realize that, like, you know, I mean, I, I've been to some other pretty wild meetings. I don't want to mention names because I, I really love these people. Other people may not. But they're crazy meetings. People are falling down everywhere. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, what is that? That can't be God. But what if it was 5% God? Do you think God would be stoked about 5% more in that person? Right? Yes? Come on. Do you wish you could have just 10% more of God in you? Do you wish just a little bit more? Like we're just worshiping God. I am an open vessel. Do what you want. Just don't, just make sure it looks okay. (laughs) Just make sure that I don't look weird to the person next to me. Listen, guys, like, it's all about being yielded to him. It's all about saying, God, I've tried it my way. It didn't work that well. And I'm ready to do it your way, even 10% your way. Because I had zero before, and I wasn't nearly this happy. <laughs> all right. Ah. Come on. And if you do see something happening around you, and you're like, I don't know what to do with that, God. You know, we're not called to be fruit inspectors, okay? We're not called to walk around and be like, oh, 
Is it Josh, right? Yeah, I just met the guy. So oh, I'm like, oh, Josh, I don't know if that's God. Like, I would check your heart on that one. Right? Like, we're not called to walk around inspecting people's encounters with God. You see someone sitting next to you, and they're sitting during worship, and, and the place is exploding. You're like, wow! And you're like, this guy's not really feeling God right now. He, he, he needs Jesus. I wish he needs to learn how to worship like I do. Listen, I, I know people that sit there, sit, just sit motionless, and they're having this internal combustion with the Father that just, that just blows my mind. So let's, let's just agree to not be fruit inspectors. Let's just agree not to look at the person next to us and wonder, is that real or not? Is, you, do you know what I mean? Like, I've, I, I'm, I'm trying to do enough with me, right? I'm just trying to keep my heart pure before the Father and be like, I just want you, God. I don't care if I'm on the floor standing. All right. So anyway, that's just a side note. That's kind of a... Something that gets on my heart when I just, I want, I want our family to do this really well. And I want us to really extend just incredible amounts of grace to everybody. Because man, everybody around you is going through an incredible walk with the Father. And if you want to know what it is, you just ask Him. But don't presume you know, or don't presume to think it's better or worse than yours. So anyway, I, I just, that's really good. Okay. Um, I want to talk today about, um, and I'm, I'm <laughs> ah. Jesus. All right, I'm gonna, can we just pray for me real quick? All right, Father, just reach your hand out to me. Just say, say, say help him, Jesus. Help him be concise and to the point and, and just share whatever you want to share. Ha. Okay, I can do this. Yay, God. I've got a really fun message that I'm excited about, but it just, I'm conscious that just, we got kids in there that <laughs> they don't care about a long message. They don't care about that. So, so I want to talk, I want to, I, I, I had this funny, let's go DTR with our prophetic culture. Let's DTR prophetic culture. If you know what that means, it means defining the relationship. Okay, we're going to define what a prophetic culture looks like in our family. Because whether we like it or not, we have one. What's the prophetic culture? A bunch of prophetic people. Nah, kind of. Prophetic culture is bigger than just a few people hearing from God for other people. It's, it's about a culture that is adopting this idea that we're going to be a prophetic culture. That means that we're actually going to tap into what God is saying right now and in the future for our community, for the people around us. We're going to tap into the hope of glory and we're going to speak it and believe it for our community. A prophetic culture is one that we're, we're, we're constantly asking God what they think about that person. Our greeting team, our joy team. When you walk in there, they're always going, God, what do you see? What do you see on them? A prophetic culture is a group of people that isn't looking at the worst in people, that isn't looking at the sin in people, but they're looking at the gold in people. They're tapping into what the Father says, what the Holy Spirit puts on their heart. And they're saying, Josh, man, I don't know you, man, but I just, I just see that I see all sorts of new stuff happening in your life right now. All these little baby chicks hatching. And I just see like you're, you're about to walk into this whole newness of life that's just going to bring so much joy to you. And you're just, you're, just you're, 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 you're thinking about what God, what is God saying right now? 
We're not looking at the world and we're saying, ho-hum, we're gonna have another one of those kind of elections or this world, this city, this. No, we're looking at God and we're prophesying, we're speaking into being what we see him do. So that's, that's, a, that's a brief outline of what prophetic culture is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read a couple of scriptures to you. Um, and I'm just gonna hit them. I'm not gonna wait for this to all get it out. But um, in Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel 37, it talks about um, God is, uh, the spirit of the Lord basically sits Ezekiel down and, 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 he, and he basically says, do you see these, this field of dry bones, this literal dry bones? It says, um, and, and he brought me out of this, he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of this valley and it was full of bones. And he caused me to pass among the, them round about and behold, there were many and on the surface of the valley and lo, they were very dry. Say very dry. Come on, you guys ever seen dry? Ever seen a community or a culture that just needs the, the spirit? And they were very dry and he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, and he said, the only good answer right now is, oh Lord, only you know. And uh, again, he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And then he says, thus says the Lord, thus says, thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin, put breath in you that may come alive and you will know that I am the Lord. It's kind of cool though that the outcome of this prophetic word is so that they would know that he is God. So, so Ezekiel says, so I prophesied as I, as, as I was commanded and you just followed God just like we're doing and as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold, a rattling and the bones came together, bone to its bones and da, 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 da. So I prophesied, verse 10, and he commanded me, as he commanded me, and breath came into them and they came to life and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. So I want, I want you to understand this is the heart of the prophetic right now. This is the heart of the prophetic. Romans 4, 17, it says that we're called to call things as, let me just read it real quick. It says, even God who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. Isn't that interesting? That, he, that God literally calls into being that which does not exist. And, and what Ezekiel was told to do in this is, is he, God told Ezekiel, Ezekiel, are these bones alive? No, they're not. Can they live? Only you know, God. And so God said, I want you to speak to them. Kind of like Adam gave names and identity to the animals. He told Ezekiel to speak life into these dry bones. The question you have to ask is, would those dry bones have come alive if he didn't speak that? Any takers? Probably not. But because he was obedient, because God, because he knew what, was, what, was, what he was called to do, he knew what his job was, he spoke to the dry bones and commanded life and even commanded breath to come into them. That, that's amazing. So when we talk about the prophetic, we're not just saying, oh, does that make you feel good about yourself? Did that put a warm fuzzy in your heart? Does that resonate with your heart? Yes, thank you, brother. <laughs> We're literally creating that which is not as though it was. 
We're calling into being that which does not exist. Listen, if you thought you didn't have a role in this, you're wrong. I'm just going to call you out. If you came in here today thinking you were, you were part of an audience, you're wrong. You are part of an army of, 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 of sons and daughters with the, with, with the job to do. Your commission is bring heaven to earth. Part of that is speaking life into that which is dead. Speaking healing into that which is broken. Speaking, speaking wholeness into, into that which is depressed. Speaking life. If you, how many of you guys know of a place around you in your community, in your family that is broken, needs healing? Raise your hand. Okay, I'm going to commission you right now into your calling. Speak life. Well, I don't know what it does. I don't know if it's going to work or not. That's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to be obedient. Just speak life. So I want to share, that's the heart behind what the prophetic is. That to me is my favorite part. The kids are having more fun than we are. I'm, I'm, I'm a minute away of going in there and letting you guys on your own. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for our kids' ministry. It's so good. Go in there if you're curious and just talk to Nicola. She's amazing. Um, so I just want to, I want to, a little more back to this DTR thing. I'm going to share some thoughts that I wrote down that I want us to kind of embody as a culture, as a family, okay? Because I don't want us to just be a bunch of people that know how to give words to each other. It's bigger than that, right? That alone would be pretty cool. I want to create a culture where we can risk big. I want to create a culture where you're not afraid. I had someone coming this morning. She says, God told me I'm supposed to share something with you. I'm like, oh, I'd love to hear it. And she shared with me this whole encounter she had with God. And I thought that, that was awesome. She just, she, just, she just acted on what she felt God doing. Here's a really cool story about the prophetic culture. In our, this, is, this is our community. I'm going to brag on our community. One, this, this, uh, a really good friend of mine came to me and says, Jesse, you got to hear this story. We, me and my friend went out to Crystal Cove and we sat down just visioning for our lives and for the stuff we're doing. And this woman, older woman was sitting next to us and, and we were just talking about God. And she, she started talking to us. She says, well, I hear you talking about God. It's so good. Um, and, and I don't remember exactly all the details, but essentially she started telling us, she said, well, what church do you guys go to? She says, well, we go to Presence, Presence OC. And she says, oh my goodness. Just last week, um, my waiter, I was at a restaurant, my waiter gave me a word from God. And he was from Presence OC. But I had forgotten the name of the church and I really wanted to come. And so it was like this divine appointment that, they, that, that our friends were right there talking to this woman. <laughs> it was just amazing. And then, of course, our friends, you know, just couldn't help it. Because when you have words of life flowing out of you, you're just looking for a target. And so they just started speaking life over this woman. And it just, I mean, it, I could just, the story, it's amazing. It's amazing. So that, that's what's happening, guys. Is that amazing? Like, I love hearing these stories. So just get my phone number and text me if you have them. Um, I, honestly, I don't mind getting text messages on testimonies. Um, so I want to talk about how do, we, how do we build a safe culture where we can, we can take risks. See, faith is about taking risks. If you're always operating like, well, I've, I just know it's a safe word. If I say, Paris, God loves you. I just, can I share a word from God? He loves you with an everlasting love. 
Now that will always be a good prophetic word for somebody. It's always going to be true. And it will probably always impact someone's life. But, but what if I'm like, I see a whole lot more, but I'm afraid because what if in this, I may not get it right. Listen, love doesn't care about risk. There actually is no risk in love because love doesn't seek its own. So when we prophesy, we're not trying to look good ourselves. We're trying to release life over people. And so we're, if we're going to have a, a culture of risk, we need to have a culture that's okay with people getting it wrong, right? We're learning. So I want you to give you permission that if, you, if, if, if this is something you want to go after, if you want to give a word to somebody next to you, or if you just want to say, can I just pray over you? You're sitting next to me. You're a target. I've got life flowing out of me and you're the closest person to me. I'm telling you, there's a, there's a lot of people that come to our church because a friend of mine, Gene Levi, just sat down next to him. So, amen. <laughs> so I wanna, I wanna just kind of do a little bit of a bullet point so we can work through it and it'll help me stay concise. So remember, when we share words for people, it's for edifying, exhorting, comforting, building up and strengthening people. That's how you build a strong, edifying culture is you speak strong, edifying words over people. Okay, so when we prophesy, when we share words for people, we don't, we don't look for the dirt. We don't look for sin. If you sense or discern something, it might just be because you're, you're alive and you can see when someone's not having a good day, okay? <laughs> this whole discerning of spirit, spirits thing is way overrated. <laughs> let's just be really good discerners of treasure in people, okay? So let's just look for treasure. There's a, there's a time and a place for words of warning and, and correction, but chances are it's not for you to give. Chances are it's for someone that they're really close with or someone that they trust, okay? When we prophetic, we're, so taking risks, judge the words. Okay, when you, if you, if somebody ever comes up to me and you get, hey, Stephen, I got a word for you. It's this, 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 and this. Stephen's job is to judge the word. So if you in here, whether you're out in any other church or somewhere else, if you ever get a, an, an encouraging word for, if you get a word from God from somebody else, this is your role. You're a powerful son or a daughter. Your role is to judge the word. Hey, God, is this really from you? And if you have a relationship with the Father, you'll just know in your heart that that felt really good. Or that kind of felt icky. That didn't make me feel encouraged at all. And you can just flush those words. You say, wow, thank you so much for stepping out. That was amazing. You took a risk, and I love that. But you don't have to take on whatever weird word happened, okay? And I'm, I promise you, it's like 4% of the words out there. But if it ever does happen, I want you to be powerful. I want you to be like, wow, I love you, and I, thanks for stepping out, but that wasn't for me. <laughs> All right. Um, Trying to pick and choose because there's so much good stuff. You know, one thing that's going to happen as we build this prophetic culture, and remember what I said, a prophetic culture is where you look at people and you naturally are looking for gold. You're naturally looking for treasure in every single person. You look in their eyes and you say, man, I just see Jesus looking at me. This is awesome. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> in that kind of a culture, the whole, the whole community it's going to like, it's just going to start rising up as a why. Have you ever been in a room where you just feel like the room just feels a little stale? It just feels like nothing's really possible in this room. 
It doesn't feel like hope. It doesn't feel like I can just be activated. I can just go for my dreams. When you have a prophetic culture that's always looking at what God is doing, it's always looking for the goal, the possibilities. You, you walk into the room and when you have that family and community, you walk in and, and all your desires all of a sudden seem possible, right? If you, I've heard so many times people walk in this room and they're like, I can't believe it's a nightclub. It feels so good in here. And, and that's what happens when you have a prophetic culture. When everybody is seeking the same thing. Everybody is going after the possibilities of God, the God of hope, the God of clarity, the God of life, of resurrection. And so that's when, when, the whole idea behind a prophetic culture is we're saying we're not limited to what I see. We're going to tap into what God sees. One more thing. I'm not going to read the scripture right now, but it's in, if you want to go there, it's in, um, it's in 1 Samuel, I think, 14. Of course, it's in the buried in my notes. First Samuel 10. It's, it's when Saul was commissioned um, by Samuel to be king over Israel. And, 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 and Saul was basically, and Samuel basically said, go up the mountain and, and you'll, you'll, you'll get anointed. Well, Saul goes up and he meets these, um, this group of, uh, of prophets on this way up there. And, and in the midst of the prophets, the, whole, the spirit of the Lord comes on Saul and he starts prophesying to these prophets. Is, is Saul a prophet? No. But when you have a prophetic culture, when you get around prophetic people, is that my cue? I should be done. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've got the mic. You can't take it. Um, when, when you step into a prophetic culture, your gifts come alive. There's people in here, that I, that I heard this last week. They, I heard a story, a, a testimony. Someone said, I've never done this before. I just turned to my, someone next to me and I just, I just knew what God was thinking about them. And they were just beside themselves. Like, oh my gosh. I got to, I, I've prayed for people and I prayed for them. And literally, I didn't know what I was praying. I don't, I don't usually pray this. And they told me, and, um, like the next day, they said, we pray that over our kids every night. And you prayed that over us and it changed my life. Like, that's amazing. See, listen, you're, when you step into a culture like this, you get to receive what other people have, have, been, have been pressing in for, have been working at and training and, and, and going after. So if you, if you don't feel very spiritual, welcome to the community. If you don't feel like you have the gift of healing, just start praying for people because when you step into a, a community, you're going to have that gift imparted to you. Now you already have the gift because God's in you, but you're gonna get activated in it so much quicker. And so when we go after this as a family, just wait and watch. People, you're going to start seeing this stuff just get better and better. In fact, I even see it right now, just because we're talking about this and we're giving it faith. Some of you guys, your prophetic words over people are just going to go off the hook. They're just going to, they're going to start getting better and better, more, more accurate, more direct. You're going to start getting words for people. I was at the farmer's market yesterday and this guy walked behind me as I was putting August into, this, into the seat. And, and I just felt like, I felt like, what if I had this guy's name right? What if I got his phone number? And I didn't, I didn't have anything, but I just said, hey, man, I got a word for you. Anyway, I, I gave him a really neat word. He's like, can I get your phone number? <laughs> he wanted my number. How about that? So I gave it to him. I don't know if he's gonna text me, but, but this is what happens when you get around people. You can't help but wanna encourage people. It stops becoming an outreach moment. It stops becoming a like, oh, I gotta, I gotta talk to people about Jesus. 
And it comes more into like, did you see our waiter? Doesn't, doesn't just, don't you just think God loves that woman? Don't you think God just loves him? I bet, I bet, I bet we've got a word for him. And that's what happens when your heart overflows. And if your heart doesn't overflow very much, just rub elbows with the person next to you because this is how it works. You get around a bunch of prophets and you start prophesying. I'm gonna close with this. Jesus paid a price on the cross to define your value. Jesus paid a price on the cross to define the value of everybody around you. We have a, we have a commission. We have a, it's our job to reveal that value in people, to call it out, to speak it out. Why? Because they're not reading the Bible and they, you might be the only Christian they know. And the person next to you may really need to hear that what you're seeing in them. And so I just, I want to make sure anything else. I, I just want to end with that. And I'll tell you what, we're going to do this because I, I don't want to be controlled by time and I'm feeling really, really, really pressured by time. We're going to end this. I want to I stop the message part and I want to give you guys a chance to just love, just to pray over each other and speak words of life over each other. Okay, if you have kids, when, I, when, I, when we release you in a minute to start sharing, go get them, go check on them. And if you have to go because you got a busy day, that's awesome, feel free to run, okay? If you wanna stay and, ju and, and just take a few more minutes and just love on someone and just because you've got life coming out of you or maybe because you really need a word from God this morning, I wanna make space for that, okay? So here's what we're gonna do prophesying, sharing a word for somebody else is really easy. I'm not gonna go into all that real right now. But all it is is asking God, hey, Father, do you have a word for someone? Hey, Par hey God, do you have an encouraging word for Paris? And then you just listen and you just, just feel what he gives you. It might be really simple. It might just be he loves you with an everlasting love. And then you can just pray for him, Okay. Um, and if you know how to do it, you know, if you've been doing this for a while, that's awesome. Feel free to teach the people around you. You're welcome to. All right. So I want you to stand up right now. Everybody stand up. Darn it. I keep forgetting that. Okay. Before I close this in prayer, I want one last thing. <laughs> we have an, there's a, there's a, there's a multi-service worship night at the Sound. Um, I don't know the address, but it's in, it's in, it's in, it's not, it's like 10 minutes away. It's in Santa Ana, but it's not deep. It's just 10 minutes away off the freeway. And you can, um, you can either come up to me later or, or Google the Sound Church in Orange County. Um, we're going to be leading worship there. And, and I think at least one or two other churches are leading worship there. And it starts at six. Okay. Last month, last month we did it and it was just mind blowing. All right. Let me, I'm going to pray for us. Put your hand on your heart right now. We're going to do this as after a family. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in our family. I thank you that we have stories that already show that what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Say, everybody just repeat after me. We're going to do this. Say, Father, I have abundant life inside me and it needs to get out. Make me 
a prophetic person that everywhere I look, I see the gold. Change my heart, upgrade my hope, and let me pour out on those around me. Give me boldness and courage and a lot of joy. Amen. And Father, I just, I just, we just pray over this whole family, Father. We just say yes to following you. We say yes to a culture where everywhere we look, there's stories of people encountering you. Yeah. Amen. So what I want you to do is I want you to turn to someone, get in groups of two or three, or you can do four if you think you're able, and just grab a few people. And I want you to ask God, what do you see? What's the gold in them? Okay, it's not complicated, guys. This isn't complicated. If it was complicated, I couldn't do it. It's easy, okay? And if you have to leave, we love you. Don't even worry about it. Um, but just take some time. We're gonna put the house music on and spend some time just ministering to each other. I'm gonna be up here and, and we'll have the prayer team come up too. Um, and we're happy to pray for you more after, you know, in addition. All right, bless you guys. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.